Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shep and Sean's Sports Show. I'm Sean Thompson here with Andrew Shepard. How you doing, Sean? Glad to be back. Doing well. Today, we're going to be talking about NBA stuff, NBA draft, NBA free agency, um, previewing the season, as well as with some predictions of Andrew and mine. Um, so let's start off just talking about the draft. Um, any headlines? I mean, Warriors go for the big man, James Wiseman, over guards because, you know, they had Klay Thompson get injured. So that was a surprising pick, in my opinion, that they went with a big man over someone like LaMelo Ball, who I think would fit well this year, mm -hmm. um, you know, since Klay Thompson's out. Any thoughts on that? Well, for the Warriors, they had a fantastic draft. They um, got James Wiseman, top, college, top high school recruit, played great in at uh, Penny Hard with Penny Hardaway at Memphis. But at that point, he kind of fell apart after the scandal came out and he wasn't able to play at that point, but he's still uber, uber talented. He's not one of the prototypical hybrid centers of today's game. He would have been by far the first overall pick in 2012, let's say, but he's still uber talented. But the Warriors made their money in the second round. Nico Mannion, top high school player, mixtape legend. He, he was insane at Arizona, fell down the draft just due to his play style and his readiness for the NBA. I mean, the kid's only 18 and he has a lot of room to grow. Both him and Wiseman do, despite. Yeah, I mean, I saw some mock drafts having him going as a lottery pick, but if the, that's a steal for the Warriors to get him and Wiseman both in the same draft. Yeah, the, he, he fell like solely because of like his style of play and how they don't know if he'll adapt to the NBA. But when you're in the second round, most of your shot, most of your picks are okay. They could end up being the next like late round stud. They could end up being the next Malcolm Brogdon, who honestly is a stud got hurt this year, but really took the bucks to the next level. But if you look at the warriors, they built, they know that clay is out and it's still, there's still potential for them to contend. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's Steph coming back. Of course, they still have Draymond. They have a couple of young guys from last year. I think they're definitely a playoff team. And okay, I don't know how far they'll go, but, I mean, they have a chance. Um, Anthony Edwards, of course, went first. James Wiseman second. LaMelo Ball third. Those are the big three that everyone had on their board. Everyone knew that, that they were going top three. It just depended on what order – that they went in. Yeah, looking at Edwards, um, I remember reading an article saying that, like, this kind of made me a little suspect of him, but I know he's an uber-talented prospect and put Georgia on the college basketball map this year. He, um, basketball isn't, like, his true passion. He loves the game for what it does for him, but he's not passion as passionate as other guys are about it, which, honestly, but I don't think that deters them as much. Other people, There's all these people that have other motives in sports, more to pride for your family and just to pay back those who helped you all the way up. Yeah, wasn't he the one who said he doesn't watch basketball in his spare time? Yeah, he's the one who said that, yeah. I yeah. think as long as you watch film if you're an NBA player and understand the game and understand the league around you, honestly, if you don't watch games every night, that's perfectly fine, but you still need I mean, to have that sort of passion. Uh, yeah, these guys are around the game almost 24-7, so – that free time is valuable to them to just get away from everything. Yeah. 
Um, also, I want to shout out Jalen Smith. I think yep. definitely for Mount St. Joe. That was really awesome. And looking at his time at Maryland, he dominated. Yes, his two seasons there. I mean, first season fitting well, started right away. Second season was just dominant, one of the best players in the country. Unfortunate that there was no tournament because I think Maryland had a real good shot there. Mm-hmm. You had Smith, Cowan, Wigging, Wiggins. You had all those guys. They were ready to go. Like, more Daryl Morcel like, is having a great year this year as well. Like, they were set to make a run. I think they could have upset a once. Yeah, another local guy, Emmanuel Quickly from John Carroll. He went 25th overall to the Knicks. Just throwing that out there. Um, I is doing great in the um, NBA, getting represented. Yeah. Now, I want to, speaking of the Suns, I want to talk about how the Suns, ever since Steve Nash left and his time there was over, he went to the Lakers, and that ultimately flopped. The Suns have been a disaster. They've been an absolute disaster. And then they lucked into Devin Booker, who mm-hmm. before this offseason, there were rumors of him wanting to go to Minnesota, play with his friends D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. But the Suns knew that he was import- and important. And the second you have Booker go, DeAndre Ayton's going to be wanting out the door as well. So I think there's a sense of urgency for those guys to say, okay, we're done playing around. We're going to try and win now, especially with the stretch they had at the end of the year. And you look at it, the Chris Paul trade is, first off, it speaks to how good the Oklahoma City Thunder front office is. But second of all, it speaks to how that the Suns feel that they're ready to go. Yeah, I mean, we saw in the bubble last year, them going undefeated, I think Aiden Note was just missing on the playoffs. So I think after that, they realized that they're kind of in win-now mode, you know, having Booker as a, your main star, adding a veteran like Chris Paul is huge. Going out again, Jalen Smith, uh, a stretch four in the draft, that was huge. So, I mean, I think they're definitely a playoff team that, you know, can maybe make a run if they get hot later on. Yeah, I think it's going to be really hard to um, make a run, especially with the Lakers getting even better this year. Yeah, the, the Western Conference is also stacked as a whole this year. It's insane. but um, John Wall, Russell Westbrook. Huge trade just went down. Um, Russell Westbrook going to Washington in exchange for John Wall. Thoughts on that? Russell Wells, Russell Westbrook gets a bad rep among NBA fans. He is a stat patter, and he does take getting the triple-double every night for himself, but he's, he's a great player. He's a great, according to multiple sources. And Kevin Durant, at the time, Russ was a great teammate. Victor Oladipo spoke highly of him. There's a bunch of guys in the NBA that speak very highly of him. And I think it's his style and it's how he acts on and off the court. He's, he's Russ. What, there's nothing else to say. He, he's going to do what he does. And obviously the media doesn't like that, but he's a great teammate. And I think he'll fit better with Bradley Beal, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that the first practice that the Wizards had, he arrived two hours early to set a tone, and he was in the gym early. And I think he's just coming with an attitude, trying to prove a point. I mean, his former MVP went to Houston. That really didn't work out with him and Harden. So it'll be interesting to see how him and Beal um, fit together. The reason they didn't work out is Houston is both Harden and Westbrook are ball-dominant guards. They both play a 
They both want the ball in their hands. They both want to make the play. Bradley Beal's a shooter and can play good defense up front. And Russell Westbrook is a ball dominant, let me get to the rim and be explosive type of player. And I think they'll merge Medge better than Harden Westbrook did. And then looking at the other side, John Wall going to Houston, you know, when he was in his prime, he was one of the best point guards in the league, you know, had a ton of injuries. So coming back from that, him and Harden linking up there, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, I don't think they're going to make a deep run. I don't think the Rockets are very good when it comes to the playoffs. They're usually good in the regular season, but they can't really win big games in the playoffs. Yeah, you've been seeing that with them. And Harden's frustrated, especially with the rumors of him wanting to go to the Nets. And I'm guessing this John Wall move wasn't a last-ditch attempt to um, get him to stay. And that might keep him for a year, but it all depends on how John Wall bounces back. He said for the this is the first time in his entire career he's felt fully healthy, which is very scary to me. But you don't know yet. Not playing for two years takes it out of you. Yeah, I mean, he was – here for a long time in Washington, did a lot of great things. So I'm happy for him that he's going there. Um, You talked about Harding going, potentially going to the Nets. That would be a crazy team of Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and a bunch of great tools around him as long with Steve Nash as a coach. That would be very scary. And I think that could be a great NBA Finals, Nets versus Lakers, if he were to go there. Still looks like a great finals if that happens as Durant, you know, LeBron, AD, all these big names in the final. I think that's probably um, my prediction in the finals this year. Yeah, the NBA has taken the – it's developed after the Warriors had their super team. It went from, all right, let's not have three stars. Let's have two stars and fill out the rest of the team. And you can see that throughout the NBA. You got the Heat with Butler and Adebayo and Tyler Hero being a beast as well. Teams like to go with their two-man stud groups, gone are the days of building a massive super team. But with Giannis hitting free agency, who knows? But a Lakers-Nets final would be really cool. If you asked me if that would be a final in 2023 years ago, I would be laughing. But looking at it, both those teams rebuilt really well, and especially for the Nets, after the um, Kevin Garnett trade, where they basically sold their entire future, gave Boston Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like you look at them now, they're they've rebuilt, and if if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant come back and merge as well as we think they will, they're going to be in good shape. Do you think anyone in the West can dethrone the Lakers? I mean, we see the Clippers; they choked early in the playoffs this past year, but they still have talent, Kawhi, Paul George, of course, the big names. I mean, the Nuggets, they have they have some good tools. I think they're big too as well, Jamal Murray and Jokic. Um, that's it really, I think, who can really compete with the Lakers in the, the playoffs, to be honest. The Nuggets are building something special. They're building something special. Thanks. Jamal Murray keeps playing at the pace he's going at now. There's something special with them. Kevin Porter Jr. could be on his way out, could be in. It depends on the role they get. They also have Bull Bull, who we don't know what we're getting with him yet besides a couple of good playoff performances. There's a lot of what-ifs with them, but if all the ifs go in their favor, then at that point I don't see any, but I see it being Lakers and Nuggets next year as well. And that could be a nail-biter series like it was this year. 
you look at the Mavericks too. I mean, they have Luca and Porzingis that could potentially show up, but they would have to carry a lot of the load for they got to really do damage. Chris Tapp has to play. Chris Tapps has to stay healthy. He yeah. stayed healthy, but he's already hurt at this point. But you can't. You, I dismiss players getting hurt at this point in the season, especially before the year, with considering how the NBA bubble really was like last minute, kind of beat them up a lot, and it was it's a shortened off season. I understand how that can be a really big challenge for these guys, so I don't dismiss it. But like, if once they're back at full strength, I think the Mavericks could make a run. I still think they're one piece away from being there and being a favorite. But I think if Luca develops how we all think Luca is going to develop, there's no way anyone will be able to prevent the Mavericks from getting a championship. I mean, Luca will be a top five player at that point. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis just signed that huge contract. So he's staying there and the Lakers looked, they look good right now. Um, money. Moving, moving over to the Eastern conference. Um, I would say it's pretty competitive. Uh, I think the Bucks are a little bit ahead of everyone, but other than that, I think it'll be a really Bucks and Nets. Sorry, um, I think it'll be really competitive. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't this Giannis's last year under contract? Yeah, Giannis is able to work on extensions for a couple more now. But... Yes, yeah, so if, if he doesn't sign and and they go out early, it'll be interesting to see if he wants to leave. Yeah, he's um, he takes like a Russell Wilson esque approach, being very quiet about his either being upset with the team or he he focuses more. I'm not going to make a big media like argument about it. I'm going to more focus on okay, this is like I'm just going to play the game. You're not going to focus on creating an argument with the media and creating controversy among the team. You want to win, but if the um Bucks don't make it or win the NBA Finals, I don't see Giannis staying. I think if they make the finals and dominate on their way there, and they have pieces that they know they can keep for the next couple of years, I think they're set. And getting yeah, a good holiday will definitely help out. It'll help because, like, Chris Middleton, shooter, defense. Giannis does it all, can't shoot the three that well. Drew Holiday's a passer. Drew Holiday's a distributor. He's not like – who was it? All right, you can cut, you're going to have to cut this part out too. Who was the guy that was there? Who did they trade him for? My mind's blanking today. Oh, was it Bogdanovich or something? No, no, they, the Bogdanovich trade fell through. What was his name? Eric Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe. I'm going to pick it up now. Drew Holiday's not like Eric Bledsoe, who is more ball dominant, could make explosive play in the paint. And I think that difference, if that works, then I think Giannis stays. If not, then Bucks are looking at the Bucks have it's a it's a it's a gamble. But if the let's say the Bucks suck for the first half of the season, they like are a losing record, might be eight seed. Do you see them trading Giannis? Yeah, I mean because if you don't, and then he doesn't resign, you don't get any anything for him. So it might be their best interest to trade him to at least get something out of it. Yeah, the thing with Gian, I mean, you'd be able to get a nice haul for Giannis. But I could also see them going with like a one-year deal to say, okay, listen, we may have flopped this year, but just give us another chance. Don't chase the money. Don't chase the super team. Give us a chance. Because yeah, I, I think Giannis is very, I think Giannis is super loyal, and I'm pretty sure one of his brothers is on that team as well. But I will yeah. say a team that I think could surprise everybody if Giannis hits the free agency market is the Mavericks. One of his brothers is on their team right now. I think that could be a huge selling point 
He has a similar play style to Porzingis. They could both play each power forward position. And with playing with Luka, who's a top five player, I think that would be very, very deadly. That would be lethal. They would definitely be challenging the Lakers in the Western Conference. Um, the Celtics, they have a good young core. They lost Gordon Hayward, though, to the Hornets. So it would be interesting to see if they replace him with anyone. But I like their young core right now. I think they have a, a good chance to make a deep run, and especially years from now to really build on this with this young core. Um, the Heat, like you said, of course, made it far last year, NBA finalists. Um, I don't think they will make it as far this year. I think that was a little Cinderella run, but, I mean, you never know. I like the Heat this year. They didn't lose anybody. That's the thing. They didn't lose anybody massive. They locked up Bam. They, I like their process. And I just do I think, think they're going to be back where they were next year? No. I don't think they're going to be making the NBA Finals next year. But you never know. Tyler Hero was only a rookie last year. He's going to take that next step. Butler's Butler. Bam still has room to grow. I mean, there's room for them. I just think the Nets and Bucks are too overpowering right now for them. I know. It'll, it'll, you can't dismiss Toronto. Yeah. Red Van Fleet's aged like a fine one. And I know they're playing in Tampa this year, which, I don't know, Toronto might, have to be, might become my favorite team. I'm not sure yet. But I know, knowing they're playing in Tampa this year, that might pose a challenge. But once you're there, I think it's the game rather than, okay, I'm not at home, but I'm still playing the game. But yeah, that is true. Definitely pose some sort of challenge for them. It will be interesting to see how the season goes with COVID, you know. If they if there's big gaps in between the season or how many games are canceled, if they get the full amount of games in, if playoffs are, are messed up because of it, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Yeah, for sure. Um they have I'm guessing they have contingency plans. I've been thoroughly impressed by how the NBA has handled everything. This offseason they've always been one of the more professional and most well liked like commissioner groups like Adam Silver's done a great job. Great job there. But they were smart. Like other unlike other leagues like the NHL, they were smart. They planned ahead and I'm sure and I know that they're gonna get this season done regardless. Now if we take a look at MVP, who who's your prediction this year? I'm gonna say Luca. I don't Luka. I know it's that's not much of a bolder prediction, but Luca could definitely Get make some noise this year, especially if the Mavericks want to make a push for Giannis. Mm-hmm. I think Luka needs to show he can be the best player Giannis has ever played with and will ever play with at that point. But uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kawhi. I think he just has something to prove after that that early exit last year, and I think he will get it if he can beat LA or the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals if they make it that far. I think he has a good shot at getting it. Yeah, it'll depend. I think if he lights it up this year and they are able to be the number one seed in the Western Conference, I think there's no doubt that Kawhi wins it, depending on uh, how George and all the guys around him play. But You also have Steph coming back, Durant coming back. I don't know how soon Durant will be back, but which could affect the MVP race. But I think if he's full and healthy for a whole year, he has to be in that conversation. Definitely. All right. So this is our second episode. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Sean Thompson.
and I'm Andrew Shepard. Thank you guys for watching. I mean, listen. See you next week. Yep. Thank you.